supposed to help you manage your emotions during the challenging time of this outbreak. Need help and support? Please contact us at the hotline 311 Psychosocial Support at 722-6575 or 518-4157. Brought to you by PAHO, UACS Commission and UNICEF. Welcome to the show. It is a beautiful Monday. I hope you guys had a good weekend. I surely did. Uh, of course, this week, we're going to be delving into a lot a lot of different issues. But before we do that, I would really like to say uh, uh, good luck. And I'm with you. And I see you to the common entrance students writing the exams today. It must be a very stressful time, but I do wish you guys the best of luck. You guys are going through a very difficult time right now with everything going on, and I wish the best for you. I wish the best results for you, and I hope and I want you guys to be seated. And, you know, it's okay. Don't be too stressed out, and I hope you guys have a good time doing that. I also want to uh, say a really nice shout-out to Davia and Sianna and Donna for, you know, for hooking me up hooking me up on Saturday. So uh, thank you so much for that. Um, and for everyone tuned in, I appreciate you guys being locked in on Hits FM 92.1 in the north and 91.1 in the south. I appreciate that. On Facebook Live, it being streamed right there. We do have a lot of viewers there. And also on Channel 124 on Flow. And of course, how could we forget Instagram? And we also have, we're on Twitch? We're on Twitch today? Yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. So um, we're on all different sorts of social media platforms today. Um, but of course, as we go into the show, it would be wrong of me to not say hi to all the fishermen celebrating fishermen's feast today or fit fit peche um i'm from viewfort so you know that's what a lot of the people i know do i know that it's a very arduous job people have to wake up at three o'clock in the morning and go out and not sure if they're going to come back with anything else and with everything going on with covid especially a lot of people there are affected so many different sectors and i think a lot of people forgot today uh, as being fishermen's feast um so right now, I would just want us to remember and hear the plights that they have, the things that they're going through. They are very important, and especially in these times, because COVID has really shown us that food security should be a major priority. And that has been that's been something a lot of people have spoken about. But now we should take it very, very seriously. And they are very important right now to us as a nation. And um, they're looking as well towards the government for more support. Um, I know that they have asked for that. And we do have a compilation of some of their concerns. I want to speak on behalf of the industry I'm into now, which is the fishing industry. Well, when I look at bus drivers... Fishermen, fishermen don't get paid these days. No, we... we, we we don't know when last we got paid. <laughs> and minibus drivers, taxi drivers, if the minibus driver don't have a load, they don't move. That means 
They don't go nowhere. They won't burn no fuel. When they do get a load, they will get cash. The taxi driver, the same as well. With the fisher, every morning, you go out. it's a daily basis that we have to go out. And the minimum fuel that a fisher burns per day is six to seven hundred dollars. Whether we get fish or not. And I could remember when they said they have tax for road on fuel. Do the fisher use the road to pay tax on fuel? I'm sure you all have heard that sooner or later fishers who are here, we will not be getting no rebate. All right? So I'm telling you, in all the industries that we have, the farmers, the minibus drivers, the taxi drivers, the fisher is the last graded industry. And the other one saving the country when it comes to nutrient food. Because without that fish, we can't go nowhere. We, not, we can't even import, um, export. We don't even have a market to export. All what we, we get from the sea, we have to try and sell it here. And thanks God to our local people who believe in eating that right fish. Thank you. And we take it high. We burn a lot of fuel going all there. So if we do, we burn at least the, 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 the big jerry cans. You call that um, 15 gallons, right? That's uh, when you when you have to pay two or that. That comes all, all the way almost 700 dollars. Almost 700 dollars every day. Sometimes we go there. We don't even take nothing, and we we when we come back the next day. We slather by our gas. So all that clean us. Just, just so the the did nothing like, for us, like he just squeezing us, man. Another fisherman in the village mentions no words as it relates to his sentiments. He explains that fishing is becoming more expensive with little reward given the many changes, adding that he had to find alternative means of supporting his family. Shas, they just come to kill our country and kill our daily bread in Denry. Because right now there, we can't talk, we can't say nothing. We have no daily bread coming in. Shasta take everything for himself and his comrade, his friends, his relatives. And we finish in Denry, man. All fishermen finish. We cry in. Shasta give us a chance. Well, to be quite honest, as a result of COVID, things have slowed down. Well, to be honest, um, as a result of COVID, the sales have diminished a little because people are kind of reluctant to come out. People who do come out barely, basically come out because there's a need and that supply and demand has become greater as a result of the um, time, the, what's it called, the, um, the curfew. Because fishermen normally leave between the hours of 1 in the morning, 2 in the morning to go out to make sure that they have enough time out there. And also, since we have to leave later, we also have to come in earlier, which also restricts us from having an, a, a good catch. What um, what should be the priority you think of government right now? Some people are saying, you know, too much emphasis is being placed on tourism, but what do you think? 
to be honest, tourism of late is we could consider to be null and void at a dead end. As far as I see it, the government should place a greater emphasis on food sustainability in terms of local as opposed to putting resources, more resources into the tourism sector. Because let's be realistic, uh, this is the COVID has affected the world and health restrictions, people will be reluctant to travel. Like we've heard other persons out there saying that um, coming to St. Lucia right now or anywhere, you'd basically have to go into quarantine. You'd, it's like uh, you'd be coming to jail. Come to the island and grossly Friday nights close, then refish fiesta, and all of these um, activities which generate income through tourism are closed. Social out the social gatherings are closed. So what 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 will they be offering to the tourists? What, what will the layman who are the ones who pay all the taxes be getting out of the out of the tourism? Are you concerned at all about the licensing um, on you know people trying to hustle and doing the things to that be from what I've seen, I realize that the government, our government is mimicking what they've seen happening in the French territories, but they also need to take into consideration that taxes need to be paid, yes. But all other governments who place strict tax, taxes on the, on the um, society, they've also given things back, like, okay, let's look at Matnik, because Matnik is to the north of us, we do a lot of travel to Matnik, and from what we've seen is that he's mimicking what's happening in Matnik. Matnik has free healthcare free dental, housing assistance for families who can't, housing assistance, food subsidies for those who can't. What are we getting? Okay? Thank you. That's all. Do you think... No, 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 no. You are going nowhere there yet. The show on you are the whole time. Let me tell you. So, um, do you think there is a need for the state of emergency as it is now? Final question. To be quite honest, it's a yes and no. It depends on what what angle that you're looking at. If you're looking at, like we say, the tourism industry, people coming in and out, yes. But apart from that, St. Lucia, as, as of late, we have only one confirmed case which was brought in. We have no transmission on island of COVID. So basically you're saying that St. Lucia is COVID-free. So the masses can and can go out and be happy, enjoy themselves, but also with restrictions, not as as it was before, but certain restrictions can be placed to avoid too much of a mass crowd. Some, some people are saying that it's unfair that the Prime Minister himself has been out without a mask over the weekend, going different places, and maybe that he too should adhere to the law that he provided. What are your thoughts on that? To be honest, a lot of us tend to look at things political too much. At the end of the day, he's human. We all falter sometimes. But like um, they may have rightly said, you lead by example. Thank you very much. You're most welcome. Um, it really was a pleasure interviewing uh, that fisherman there. But um, it just goes to show, and I really wanted us all to see the different issues, the different complications that many people are facing, especially fishermen at this time. I know in View 42, the fishery is closed. Um, I do know that the Prime Minister was there on Sunday, just yesterday, um, speaking with them. 
I wish I knew sooner I would have gone there myself to speak with the Prime Minister because we haven't heard much from him at all, members of the media, I mean, and having interviews. I don't think we've had a press conference as well in a while, um, hearing the Prime Minister or having the Prime Minister answer to a lot of these questions. So again, to the fishermen, I say happy Fishermen's Feast. I know you guys are... Uh, concerned about a lot of things, especially at this time, fuel, the prices of it, um, also getting, you know, so many different things that you need from this, uh, from the administration, from the government right now as well. Um, and I think I join Oil Solutions of, to say that we appreciate you guys and we appreciate the hard work that you do. Um, right now, we'll shift gears now and go on to the CSA, the Civil Service Association, who last week they put out a statement uh, regarding the duty-free vehicles that the Prime Minister spoke about during his budget presentation. And it wasn't too diplomatic. People were um, saying that maybe it was too soon. Maybe uh, Mr. Cyprian Montrope shouldn't have written or shouldn't have said anything just yet. And maybe that he doesn't speak for everyone um, and the CSA represents about 3,000 workers. And so it is a powerful union. But um, what he said in his, in his uh, document was that they're trying to divide, the administration is trying to divide the unions, trying to divide public servants. And I wanted to speak with him a bit more. And I got the opportunity, it was Saturday, and he was chilling and he was relaxing and he was having a good time. And I just want to thank him so much for being so nice to me, even when I disturbed that. And he was with his friends drinking and having a good time on a Saturday. But um, he still allowed me to have an interview instead of uh, shutting me or telling me to, you know, go away. But uh, so I appreciate that. But this is what he had to say on this and so many different issues. I know it's Saturday, you're taking your cool off, but um, with what happened last week, any uh, regrets at all saying what you said and, and putting that out, the CSA statement? CSA is never regretful of any statement it makes. Yeah? Yeah. Some people are saying that it wasn't representative of um, everybody and that uh, maybe you were too quick to make and put out that response. All I can say is that my members are very satisfied with my statements. And anybody who can come to the country should come out openly in the public and say that. The Prime Minister said that he's given up on the idea of bonds. Um, how do you feel about that? I think every worker in St. Lucia who's a public officer must be elated that the Prime Minister has finally come to his senses. To the point of, I want to go back to his statement some months ago about stop it. It's, and it's not your role, it's not your role as a union, as public servants, to tell them how to run the country, tell them this policy is that is good or not. How will you respond to that, as a civil servant and as a president of the CSA? Well, we have made our statement on that. And um, we have always said that a country's growth is always dependent on social, social engagement, which means that both the government, the private sector and unions must come together to have a discussion. So the whole point of Stop It, I believe, was ill-advised. And the Prime Minister will, I believe, in his best interest to engage unions in discussions. Now, interestingly, we go back to almost 40 years ago when the then Prime Minister, same party, said he could put a gun to his head. Um, we saw there was 60, how many days strike? 60 something days strike. Uh, uh, do you see at the current climate, do you believe the current climate may lead to something similar? But I want to refresh your mind. 40 years ago, Senator did not have the right to bargain because we began bargaining in 1982. And so I would have understand a statement being made in the 70s in that respect. Today, 
the international community recognized that there must be social dialogue for a country, any country or any institution to develop. And so if there is no social, um, social dialogue, no country can develop. Yeah. I'm very happy that the police, fire, nurses, doctors are currently in receipt of concessions from government. And every public officer that is in that rank should feel elated about it. However, the public officers that I represent are not enjoying that benefit, notwithstanding their sacrifices are way beyond all other unions because they're the ones using their private vehicles to visit the states. But are you fearful that this will cause a, a rift internally? About, 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 about what is, is exactly is essential the in the first place? The workers of St. Lucia are more, are more intelligent than, than accepting merely a concession over their colleagues in the trade union. Some people considered it uh, uh, an insult to their intelligence. Did you think that, did you feel that when you heard the Prime Minister speak of the duty-free vehicles, even after everything that happened, um, it seemed like they all were given an ultimatum with the letter and saying stop it and all these sort of things. Did you feel like that sort the, of thing? An the insult? intelligence of the workers is not in question. The CSA membership are exceptionally intelligent. So is the police, so is the nurses, so are the doctors. Nobody will be fooled with anything. The fact is the workers of the police are very happy that they are receiving concessions and I am happy for them. What we are dissatisfied with is that it is very discriminatory in the sense that the government is using COVID-19 to provide incentives to workers that even among themselves is discriminatory. Example. A police officer who worked during COVID-19 in year one, alongside a police officer who worked in COVID-19 in year six of employment, is not receiving the same benefit. In other words, the government is, is providing an incentive to long-standing workers rather than persons who work within COVID-19. And that's very discriminatory. Divide and rule? It's been suggested maybe divide and rule. It is beyond divide and rule. It is beyond divide and rule. Now, this is the latest with what's happening between the government and the public service. Of course, we want to know exactly where this is all going because the prime minister um, has given up. He said he's given up on the bonds thing. And we just heard there that Cyprian Montrop is saying he's finally come to his senses. So what's next? Well, how does the prime minister next look? Well, what will he get or what exactly? How is he going to get the money that he needs. We're not just sure yet, but um, again, we're going to look into that. But when we come back, we have some images of a protest that happened in Viewford over the weekend, um, the response of the police with that protest. It wasn't anything like uh, last, last, last Sunday that happened there, but it was still very interesting. Stay tuned, we'll have that and more. Hello. Today, let's talk about physical distancing, why we need it, and what does it mean. Physical distancing is deliberately increasing the physical space between people to avoid the spreading of an infectious illness. In this case, the new coronavirus, also known as COVID-19. <laughs> this virus spreads from person to person through a sneeze or a cough or even through talking. The droplets from a sneeze, cough, or loud speech flow through the air before settling on surfaces like your countertops, tables, 
doorknobs, keys, or your mobile phones. It can even be breathed in if you are close enough to a person who has the virus. The virus then waits for an opportunity to be passed on to the next person you come into contact with. Staying six feet away from others is the best distance to avoid any spread of the virus from one person to the next. If you're waiting in line at the supermarket or the bank, follow the markers set on the floor to try to visualize a six-foot distance from the person in front of you and wait there, even outside of the building. Why? Well, if everyone practices physical distancing, we can help prevent the spread of COVID-19 as the chances of passing it on to another person is reduced. Physical distancing also means that we do the following. Avoid contact with someone who is displaying symptoms of COVID-19. These symptoms include cough, sneeze, sore throat, and fever. Avoid the unnecessary use of public transportation as you should be going out only when required. If unavoidable, travel with less people. Work from home wherever possible. Avoid social gatherings at bars, restaurants, as well as going to fests and casual lines as the infection spreads easily when people gather together. Since you should not be gathering with friends and family, you can still remain in touch by giving a call, connecting online or through social media. Unless it is absolutely necessary, you should not be visiting older relatives as they are one of the groups most vulnerable to COVID-19. <laughs> By these simple actions, we can all make a big impact to reduce the spread of COVID-19 on our St. Lucia. Welcome back. Thank you guys so much for staying with us. Right now, we're again going to go into what happened over the weekend. And there was a, a protest on Saturday. I, we, I received a call here on Friday. It was Friday afternoon, right? It was Friday. And the organizer there, he you know, gave his plug and said there was going to be a protest on the promenade in Viewfort. It would have been on Saturday. It would have been at 3. I was concerned because I was saying, you know, what happened the, the Sunday. We'll call it the revolution. The revolution Sunday. When um, that happened, that somebody was arrested. Wasn't he afraid of getting arrested? Why are they doing this? Are they not afraid of, you know, what the response would be like from the authorities? And he said um, that time that he's already asked for permission. And while he hasn't gotten an approval just yet, they're going to go ahead with it. Um, so again, I was looking forward to seeing that. And we do have some images of what it looked like from the very beginning. And we'll play it now. And when we come back, we'll discuss it. Why 
That means pie is just What is that? Why are you out here today? Oh, I'm here to take a walk with my people. I'm here for no reason but to take a walk with my people. To show that we're serious on business. Yeah, you're supposed to be on the promenade. What's happening here? Well, the police and them doing some kind of political work, my brother. They're working for the political work. So they don't want us to go through on our own pizza road. Yes, that's what's going on. Well, I have a right. I have a right. It's my right. Are you not feeling what's going on in our country? Are you all not seeing it? Are you all not seeing what's going on? Come on, my people, wake up! No fashe! No I'm just there to entertain my friends and things. So we tired of Alan Shasta and he has to go. He has to go. Do you feel somewhat discriminated against because um, you guys are here? Yes, man. Every time, every time, Flabo has something. Nothing. Every time you see the Labour Party have something, the police always coming around. Yeah. It's, we want just this, man. Yeah, man. Same, same as Flabo having something. No police. Labour, no police, man. We can't do that. Until i ready to march. drive around somebody got arrested that sort of thing people were blocked and everything well, are you are you are you afraid at all are you no 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 nothing afraid because i thought i think everything on the control our our our, our um, organizers have everything on, on, on the control so we have no to scale nothing to scale nothing 
I think everybody, everything is under control. Uh, organizers. So we have nothing to scare of. Shasne must go. So that's what happened before the real protest started. Um, there were blocks placed at the promenade. That's the concrete highway, the four-lane one, going by the primary, the before primary school. Now that was intended to be the site of what was going it was going to be a walkthrough that the people would have would have just walked down that stretch and that would have been it but it was blocked that was supposed to be at three but at around 10 11 the police came and they blocked off the cordon of that area so the the people couldn't have their activity there um what i'm hearing is that the prime minister also came to view fort uh also i guess trying to speak to people um and whether that happened because of that, I knew he passed on that road heading to um, the pond, we call it, but it's the fisheries complex in Viewfort. So, again, people are worried about what exactly is happening when they want their voices to be heard. Um, a lot of people as well spoke about the state of emergency and that being used maybe to stifle their voices as well. So, you know, it happened and I was concerned about what would have happened with the people. But what was very interesting was that the police cordoned it off and they said, you cannot do the walkthrough. Instead, drive around. That'll be easier. That'll be better for the, you know, the protocols, the, the COVID-19 protocols. And that's what they told everyone. And every, it, after a while, about uh, 30 minutes later, people went in their vehicles and they did their rounds around Viewfort. Um, which is very interesting to me because we remember and we know that on Sunday, uh, it was illegal to be driving around in red um, around the country and just yesterday, just uh, two days ago on Saturday, police were saying that's the better thing to do instead of walking around. So, again, we are confused with what exactly is happening and the protocols that the police now have to adhere to. And um, it was also interesting to me because one person was arrested. We know that Christopher Hunt was arrested on the basis that he was um, an organizer of the drive on that Sunday. So I was concerned and I asked the organizer of that activity on Saturday, whether he uh, he cared about being arrested, whether police would tell him anything, and um, we had a discussion, and he had this to say. Sir, can you please tell me what exactly what exactly is going on? I want you to tell me. Sir, may I have another one of those? So, what exactly is going on here? And what are you handing out anyway? Just handing out some leaflets. Four years, which has been as prime minister of this country. He has been extremely peaceful. His approach is atrocious. Representation for the people has been extremely lacking. And we cannot take it anymore in this community. The portions are tired and fed up with this prime minister. And it's time that he goes. The police, the police are saying that um, they may, well, they are shutting things down um, because you mass crowd events according to law are not allowed. Um, how do you feel as of course one of the elite individuals in this in this protest? Well we are we are observing the protocols. We said that we we're going to have groups of ten and walk through the streets of the fort. But they came here they, they blocked the road eight hours before the um, uh, the actual activity unknown to us. And we came uh, right here to the extreme end and they are still have come to disturb us. We have had a lot of discussion with them regards what to do and how to do what we are doing because we need to take some forward process, protest action. 
And right now, we're in consultation with them. We have come to an arrangement, an agreement as to what we actually have to do. Now we're going to have a drive-by decision. They will allow, allow that to happen. Are we seeing in real time what people consider the state of emergency silencing or intending to silence people like yourself and people who want to share their views like this? Well, I mean, what I can say regards that, what is what state of emergency are you talking about? You, are, you have all these problems in England, in America, all these other countries, no state of emergency. A state of emergency for four months. That, that Everybody can see through that. It doesn't make sense to have a state of emergency. You can't restrict people's movement to prevent them from protesting um, uh, uh, this dismal performance that Shasta has given over four years. You, can, you cannot prevent people from taking action. We can't be quiet anymore. And I'll go to my late, my next breath, making sure that Shasta does not rule this country again because he just cannot do it. Uh, he does not relish the position. We can't have Shasta as Prime Minister of Sambusha. No way. And I will not take it anymore. The Prime Minister, we just, no, the, Prime Minister the officer we just spoke to um, said that if it continues and it's breaching the protocols already established, that the organizer, the main organizers, will be arrested. And that could be you. Are you, are you, are you fearful? And are you willing to get arrested as well? I will tell you all clearly and unequivocally that I'm defiant. I have been through the trenches and I'm in the trenches right now. And nothing will stop me. So in other words, you are willing to get arrested? Certainly, I am. I've been in the trenches. Thank you. And that was one of the main organizers, Mr. Winston Lubin, and we hear him now saying that he doesn't care and he's not worried about getting arrested. And we can hear there his frustration um, <laughs> with everything. But I remember that I covered that too, the Sunday revolutionary drive. And the police officers there were saying that it's a problem because it was a political thing. People were in red. Um, it's, it was a mass event. You couldn't go driving around. It, so that is in clear, distinct contrast with what happened on Saturday. And again, it just makes us wonder who should we believe? Is everything done on a day-by-day -day basis? Because if that were said the last time and this time it's allowed to go with the, with the police blessings, with the authorities' blessings and saying that you shouldn't walk around, drive around instead. And um, they had that, the first time they had uh, the SLP protest in Viewfort was about a month ago and this time there were more people, I think more vehicles as well, people also waiting by the road with their red and waving people in balconies waving as well And uh, on another show we'll have the images there for you for that but um, I found that really really interesting and very confusing to be quite honest but we saw the organizer um, give out these leaflets these, these, these things um, and he gave them throughout the, the motorcade. And um, if you can put a picture up of it, it uh, says here, after four years in the Chastney, we are better off. Um, question mark, eh? <laughs> No St. Jude's Hospital, no admin center, no water improvement project, no abattoir, no market for fishers, no employment, youth, but over 1,000 acres of Viewfort prime development lands gifted to our king for 99 years at a dollar US per acre. 
Um, and it goes on to say St. Lucia generally, the problems with St. Lucia generally, no complete removal of VAT, no health insurance, no subvention for national trust and blind welfare, no radio St. Lucia, no reduced tax on gas, no island-wide youth training programs, no update of SELCC to UE campus, no accountability for CIP monies, no COVID-19 stimulus packages, no laptop for students. And when I thought that was all, because I thought it was printed on one side, I turned around the other page and got... Um, there were some more things like what we got after four years. It says um, widespread corruption through direct awarding of contracts to family, friends, and foreigners, mismanagement of public funds using our scarce resources to finance, project, uh, finance projects for rich foreign friends. Uh, the next point is blatant disregard for citizens using urgent needs um, while taking care of the selfish and greedy demands of the FFF. It goes on to say, disrespecting, insulting, and denigrating St. Lucians as jackasses, barking dogs, beggars, preschool educated, and women having children without fathers. And it says, again, no more promises, no more apologies, no more crocodile tears, and of course the slogan, Shasni must go. And with that, the... Uh, organizers are saying that it will continue and they will have another one next week and the week after that and the week after that and they have no fear of being arrested. So we're seeing the frustration of a lot of people and it's spilling over and having that in view forward. I'm also hearing of other communities wanting to go out as well. Now, wherever it is, I'm going to cover it. I'm going to try to cover it, but that's what we have for now. But when we come back, I did speak with the police officer on the scene and I asked, you know, why is this going on? Why didn't it happen the way it happened on the last Sunday where there was the drive? And um, that police officer spoke to me about that as well. So when we come back, we'll have a discussion. And of course, open the lines at 572-7588. So stay tuned. We'll have more right after this. The most riveting, the most eye-capturing UTV. To advertise with UTV, dial 484-7588 or 572-7588. For some of the most competitive rates, amazing programming, and bang for your buck. The most popular streaming channel, UTV124 on Facebook. Get it now. Check us out on Instagram at UTV124. Email us, utvslu at gmail.com. It's not just for me. It's definitely TV for you.
Yo, Kuya in the building representing for UTV. Hold up. Freeze. This is the Bumper Police. Your big up underground TV. Gang! Welcome back and thank you so much for staying with us on uh, Hits FM 92.1 and 91.1 as well. Also on Facebook, on Flow Channel 124 and on Instagram. Um, we are on the final leg of our show and very soon we'll be opening the lines at 572-7588 where we can speak about any issue that you want to. You know, I'm really interested in hearing the experiences of others. Um, I want to know exactly what's going on with you guys, your opinions on so many different things. Uh, we can discuss whatever you want or you, we can discuss the things that I've mentioned um, so far in the show. Now, I found it interesting, the people who were there, there were... Uh, there were a few more people at the protest in Viewfort this Saturday, this Saturday than they were at the last event that they held about three weeks ago. Um, and one person really stood out to me. It, it's a very prominent uh, business person in Viewfort who is a well-known um, United Workers Party supporter. And, you know, when I saw him there, I thought, you know, maybe he was lost or maybe he came to just see how things were. And I needed to know. I needed to know what Mr. Mike Chisley was doing at the SLP protest because it was really the most unapologetic thing I've ever seen. You know, you've heard people getting detained because of protests. You've heard, um, we've seen that orders were given, that people in red were not to, you know, pass certain points in Denry. That came out there as well. So we know that it's not a conducive environment for any sort of protest right now, far less a political one where everybody's wearing red and having the stars and having the flags and that sort of thing. So um, with him being there, I found that interesting. But again, he had this to say, and I think it's something that we all should be interested in. ask you what exactly, um, uh, are you part of the... Um, I am part of the... I prefer to stay low. I'm already spoken to Hello. But I must ask of you, because... happening there is a way of showing it. But you don't want to normally get involved in political so yeah you may support the party but not support well, uh, well once I support the party I'm all up. and everybody knows me before and they know how I am when it comes so to So is this you like showing that. your support for the Signature Labour Party? Yes. We've seen another businessman, Mr. Brian Dyer's name come up in terms uh, of yes. his name came up and um, uh, he has made it um, clear that he, he um, He's not interested in running this. Yeah. Thank you very Thank you much for talking to me. Now, okay, so that was Mr. Chitoli there saying that he is supporting the SLP and he has changed sides, changed political sides. And, of course, it is his right. Anybody who wants to do that can go ahead. But what I found interesting was that he could not, he said to me further, that he could not stay in good conscience being a United Workers Party supporter with everything that, that is going on. And I thought, and I found it was very brave. People could stay home and know that they've changed their minds and they've changed their hearts about, you know, these political issues and keep it to themselves. And, you know, 
vote where they voted and nobody would know. But he decided to come out and very unapologetically there say that he has switched. And I have spoken to some people who are still, you know, battling with the idea of changing from either side too. But mostly what I'm seeing is people changing from um, the United Workers Party to the Sinusha uh, Labour Party and not hiding to do it either. Now, I know for a lot of you fortunes, this will come as a surprise because Mr. Chisali has been what he is. And this is not the first time either, but when you have a business person who is so well known and is so vocal about what they believe and having that done, I, I also think that's very interesting. And um, as we go on now, we will hear from the police officer who was leading in um, Saturday's protest. And while he couldn't speak to us much, and I may have ambushed him for the interview, um, what we got was that he perhaps didn't have the same passion to stop it, to stop what was going on, even though I got um, some memo from the police commissioner that did not give permission for that protest to happen, but it went on anyway. It went on with the police officers looking on and driving behind them, and you know that's what happened in Viewfort. So it was a very different reality um, for me there, but we have the uh, police officer. So can I ask what, what exactly is happening right now? What's the position of the police right now with what's going on? Not allowing congregation, what we would construe a mass crowd. But it was supposed to be at the promenade and now it's no longer. Well, so what exactly we is We were just taking some preemptive steps to prevent, because we do not want to arrest anybody, but if it proceeds that way, we will have to arrest and charge. So we did not allow the staging area to allow for there to be any crowd or any gathering, right? I think we can work that amicably. The persons there appear to be law-abiding citizens, so I've decided to come here and see whether we can prevent that sort of con uh, So what's happening is that they're not allowed there, but they can go along and... Anywhere they have a mass crowd, they will intervene. They're just not allowed for any mass crowd. Event. That was not approved. And the commissioner, rightfully, as per the COVID Act, cannot approve a mass crowd. Even the COVID Act, across the board, has made it illegal. There are accusations being leveled right now saying that um, it seems they're being victimized because of their own support to Labour and the other people in uh, WP don't go through the similar... Okay, I think that is unfair. I can only speak for my policing district. Talk to me. Whichever party, political party, organizes this event, we will intervene the same way. We are enforcers of the law, not supporters of any political party. And the law for now speaks to uh, mass crowd events. So if we perceive that this is a mass crowd event, then we will step in irrespective as to which political party is organized. But they, they're speaking of sort of a technicality in that they're here, they see they're just walking, they maintain their distance as per the social distancing okay. protocols. Here is, here is the thing. One may start off, yes, within that way, but pretty soon, remember, the larger the gathering, the more difficult it is to control. At some point in time, if persons may converge and we may step in, Demit a mass crowd event and still arrest and charge the organizers. So, right now they can go on only if they keep on the protocols, but you're going to keep a wary eye Again, on... again, like I said, you, five persons may not be construed as a mass crowd event. We not, do not know how many persons will show up. So we're taking whatever preemptive action we, we think is best. And that is one of dialogue, communicate our intentions beforehand. So if persons go ahead and still continue with the event, while we may not intervene at that point, but we will proceed later on to arrest and charge the organizer or organizers of the 
Any concerns about what's happening with the police recently, especially with the different uh, protests that have happened in the past, and what it seems to be, uh, like, you know, some tr distrust between the public and the police right now? I will choose not to speak for the organization. I can only speak to my police in district on my actions. I will choose not to speak. I think the Commission of Police or the press would be best suited to answer this question. For the record, so may I have your name and position, please? My name is Moses James. I'm superintendent in charge of the Southern Division. Thank you. Thank, Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you very much, Mr. James. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and I really do appreciate uh, Mr. James speaking with me. Um, but it's created more questions than really dealing with any of the issues that I brought across. So what's happening now is that the organizers might be arrested um, today, maybe tomorrow, because he's saying, yeah, he'll let it go on, but later on they might come and <laughs> arrest the organizers. So, Fada Atali Okayawetu, but he said he didn't care the organizer anyway, so that's that with that. Um, Again, we'll open the lines at 572-7588 to discuss any one of the issues that we, you know, we've discussed so far um, in the day. But what's really coming out to me is that a lot of people are now feeling very emboldened um, to come out and express their dissatisfaction, their frustration. Um, because right now I know, and I've spoken to a lot of people who are really going through it, they are experiencing a lot of financial difficulties at this time, but it doesn't seem like the administration is helping, um, so to speak, because of where the, where are really the economic relief packages going out to people, the thousands that we have unemployed now that there's, um, what's going on with tourism. Uh, we seem to have a call. Good morning, caller. Tisha, good morning. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Fine, thank you. Tisha, when, when last you, you passed by the, um, the bypass road after the, um, the stadium in Viewport, when last you passed there? Um, last week. I have to give you an assignment, you know. An assignment? Yes, Mr. Editor. I Go think on. it is, Tell it me. is over 1,000 acres of land, you know. Yeah. You see the amount of land that is being taken there? Yeah. Given to see walking teacher? Yeah. I passed there on Friday and we're losing a lot of grounds, you know, we're losing grounds. We're losing grounds. And I'm calling upon solutions to take a stand to fight for what is ours. Tio Aking is getting more land. Go by the bypass road and see the amount of land that has been taken away from us. What do you suggest what do you suggest we do though? Um, as a people, especially if you're fortunate, what do you suggest we do with an administration that already has made the decision to go ahead and give away um, our land? I am suggesting that we go on the compound and we protest. I am suggesting that we write the international community and make them know what is, what's taking place in our country. Because it is our human right to build and Nobody can take away what belongs to us. That's our land that there. I was down there. I saw it with my own two eyes. We're losing ground, Messier. Yeah. We're losing ground. When last have you been to the, the St. Jude compound, Trisha? I haven't been there for a couple of weeks. I have a statement for you again. Another one minister one. of government said that the building is 70% complete. complete yeah. That's a lie. I was down there. I paid $4 to make sure the driver dropped me on the St. Jude's site. And they still have bamboos holding the building. 
70% completion. That's what was said in Parliament. That's a lie. I'm voting is 7%. <laughs> and to come and say that the building is 70%, I mean, I'm not too bright, but I know 50% is half. Mm -hmm. so and I know is a, is 70 is 20% add to the half. Now I'm, so I'm, I'm, if, Trisha, if a building is 70%, to me you could put windows already. Huh? I would think so, yeah. You could put windows, you could put doors, but they still have endless bamboos holding that. So in so your I estimation, have, in your estimation because you. I'm, not a, I'm not a contractor, I'm not a construction person, in your estimation, what percentage are you giving it? To be honest with you, seven mm. percent. <laughs> okay. Because they still have endless bamboos holding this structure. Mm -hmm. So to say seventy percent, it's that's fake news. I want you to go and do some homework, Trisha. But the land solution, solutions, it is time for flubber, for labor, for every solution to come together to rescue our country, because we're losing a lot of grounds. And the first, the first item I have on the agenda yeah. for, the, for the Prime Minister, Philip J. Pierre, is in his first 100 day in office to go in Parliament and take back our lands, Gata. We have I to agree. take back our lands. I agree. And give I it agree. to the police, give it to the teachers, give it to the farmers. That's our land. I agree. I agree with you, Caller, that we need to be uh, cognizant of exactly what's going on, especially the way our land is being given to these fo to foreigners. Um, hey, and hey. I will, I will, I will work take on that. Take a drive, take a drive, please. Yeah. Thank you very I much. I will definitely do that. Thank you so much for calling. And I hear the sincerity in your voices, the people who are calling for so many things to happen and we're hearing that it's not going to be the last protest that you see in the south that's what i'm hearing it will be something that will happen on a weekly basis from what i'm hearing from the organizers and i too think we do need to look at the lands being given away um around the island but especially for me in the south as well so when the gentleman caller called and said that i completely agree with you and i will take the time um to go and delve into some of these issues. Good, good morning, caller. Good morning, Shusha. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Okay. I'm about to give you a a huge teaser. Um, you mentioned earlier that Mr. Shitoli, who is a very big or was whatever UWP supporter, he was in the planned protest march on Saturday and he said he came to support the Labour Party guys because of all of the stuff that has been happening under this under this government. Correct? Yeah, that's yeah, correct. Trisha, <clears throat> what if I told you that there are bigger guys than Mr Shitoli who are of that same view? What have I told you that there are UWP MPs who are of that same view? Hmm. What if I told you that somewhere down the road, whether before or after the elections, 
some UWP politicians are going to make those views known, whether they win their seats or not. Trisha, that's all I'll say for now. Stay tuned. That is a, a good teaser, but I mean, what does it say to any, uh, say about any UWP minister who at this time decides, a politician who decides that they want to break away from the UWP as it, it is now under the Chastney leadership? I mean, you've had four years to do that. Um, we have another call? Okay. Um, so, again, it's really important that we understand that it's about timing. And it's not just because you think um, that the Prime Minister is unpopular, that now it is fashionable to uh, break ranks with him now if you're going to be a UWP minister and doing that. I, I mean, well, I welcome it any time, but it also goes to show that you could stay there for four years and have in your heart and know um, that something isn't right and sit there and let it happen. And, you know, I guess better late than never, but it's, again, it just seems like, ugh, it doesn't seem sincere to me. Um, but again, I'm a news reporter, and of course, it would make for interesting, interesting things um, to see that happen. Uh, so with that, though, it was a good teaser, caller, so I will look forward to that. If you have any more, you know how to get me. My number is 4603054. Give me a call, message me, like, give me all the tips you have, because I find them very, very interesting when a lot of people speak to me in that way. Um, and with that, I think we have come to the end of the show. I appreciate you guys listening. I appreciate you guys watching. Um, and we'll be here tomorrow with more of the images of the protests. And of course, with the caller uh, who said the issues that we need to look into in Viewfort, I will definitely work on that. It's been something that I've um, looking for right now. Um, we have another call. Can we take another one? I think we can. So we'll take one more call. And of course, we will come back tomorrow with a lot more different issues. We're going to be discussing them um, and having them. Ha Hello. Good morning. Hello. Hi. Good morning. Hi. Morning, Tresha. Hey. How are you? I'm good. And you? I'm good. Thank you. All right. Um, your first caller said something, and I really... I, I really want to support what he's saying concerning the completion, the the stage at which... Um, the hospital? Yes. Mm -hmm. The report that was given that this thing is 70%. You, you know, I have been very much confused about that, you know. Yeah. Because they, are actually, they have been showing aerial pictures of that structure. Yeah. And I kept asking myself, how could that be 70% complete? You know, mm -hmm. apparently these politicians have not really taken solutions serious, you know. They still believe that we are living in the age where technology was, was, was very limited and, you know, they could come and say what they want, how they want, and, you know, people will just accept it as a gospel truth. And you don't think that obtains right now? Pardon? You don't think that happens right now? Solutions will not take everything they hear and just go with it? Definitely not. Because, I mean, I, I, mean, I listened to the caller there, and I mean, I was say, I've been saying the same thing all last week. They're showing um, 
aerial pictures of, of the, that structure on, on social media. And I'm saying, but how could that be 70% complete? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That is very far from 70% from, from, um, complete, you know? And I, I, I don't know when these politicians, and let, I'll say up front, you know, every, they like to say things, you, 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 you political and things. Yes, I'm political. Mm -hmm. Yes, I am a supporter of the St. Lucia Labour Party. Mm -hmm. All right? And I'm proud of that. Right. And, I'm, and I will say, whether it's UWP or SLP, they need to wake up and smell the coffee and take St. Lucians a little bit more serious. You no longer can come and fool people and tell people these kind of things. Yeah. You know? And I want to go back now, and whoever is listening, the leaders of this country, particularly the prime minister, you have to learn to lead by example. Do you, you, think that you no longer can come and tell people, do as I say and not mm -hmm. as I do. Agreed, agreed. You know? Yeah. And then now, finally, finally, you know, um, I want to encourage people to... Go out and make sure that the, 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 the voting documents are in order so that they can exercise their franchise. Yeah. I'm, not going to ex I'm not going to tell anybody who to vote for, who not to vote for. I would appreciate that they could vote that government out, but then make sure that your, your, your documents are in order so that you can exercise your franchise because I don't think St. Lucians can take that one more for, for another term. And also, your second caller right. said something, and that is so true, that there are faithful supporters, devout supporters of that government. And I, what I'm saying, I'm speaking from the no, that they are just waiting to go and vote out these people. And I'm not, I'm not talking about individual, you the whole family, those who are eligible to vote. They are just waiting to go and vote out. And you know, that, you, know that for, you know that for a fact? You know that personally? What? You know that for a fact? Let me tell you, I've learned, I, I've learned and I try my best to be as honest as possible. You, you may not want to believe me, but I know what I am talking about. Okay? okay? Yeah. Okay, Thank you cool. very much. Thank you so much. I appreciate your contribution to the show, but you did make a very valid uh, statement there about getting your voting registration in place. Because I think, you know, if you don't vote, then you're voting for um, what's already what already obtains. Um, and I, I do believe in you exercising your rights. So again, he did make a point of having your documents together and doing that as well. Um, as to whether the United Workers Party, maybe some supporters are changing and um, going into the going into that, then again, it's something that we're going to see. It's go we're going to get the results of that. A lot of people are, are becoming more emboldened for that. So um, I'm looking to see what the results of this election will be like. I think we have another caller. We can squeeze in another one. Good morning. Trish. Yay. I just felt the, the compunction to call. Trish, let me tell you something. Uh -huh. What I tell you there concerning the Landong Viewfort, that's not secondhand information I give you, you know. That's not something anybody tell me, you know. Yeah. I went down to view for because I love to see things and hear things for myself. So I can speak with conviction and I can speak 
you know, with one who has an authority to speak on, any, on, on that subject. I went down to Viewfort on Friday, and places where I passed the week before, the place is like a desert. In the, in the, in the bypass road, the builder, mm -hmm. there had lots of land there with green grass. Now it's like a desert. Yeah. And, the, and the other thing I spoke about is St. Jude compound. I actually paid a driver some extra money to bring me on that compound there, Lord Boje. And I saw it with my own two eyes, Lord yeah. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I'm not lying. I know. Nobody said you were lying. Is there anything anybody tell me? Mm -hmm. And to go in Parliament, Lord Jesus Christ, and say that it is it is seventy percent completion. I am telling you that is an untruth, Bodie. It's a lie. Okay. It's an untruth. Yeah. So you have to go there and bring that truth to light. Okay, I it will. It is high time that we we demati politicians. Yeah, agreed. To make them see that 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 what they're saying is not true. And I'm telling you, in my humble view, that. There is no truth in that building being 70% completion. I saw it with my own two eyes. Thank you very much. Thank you once again, caller. I appreciate it. And now we really have come to the end again. I appreciate the calls. I appreciate you guys watching on all the different platforms over um, list, whatever, if you're listening uh, on Hits FM, if you are watching on Facebook, if you are watching on Flow, on your TV, if you are watching via Instagram, I am grateful for you staying in and tuning in, and we'll have more for you tomorrow. But for now, I'm hoping that you have a great day and have a great afternoon.